This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Welcome to Sunday Commentary, a weekly program designed to break open the Sunday Scripture readings. Join us as we listen to God's Word and seek to grow in our love and understanding for the good news in our lives. And now, Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman. The Liturgical Scripture Readings for the 28th Sunday in Ordinary Time. A reading from the second book of Kings. Naaman went down and plunged into the Jordan seven times at the word of Elisha, the man of God. His flesh became again like the flesh of a little child, and he was clean of his leprosy. Naaman returned with his whole retinue to the man of God. On his arrival, he stood before Elisha and said, Now I know there is no God in all the earth except in Israel. Please accept a gift from your servant. Elisha replied, As the Lord lives whom I serve, I will not take it. And despite Naaman's urging, he still refused. Naaman said, If you will not accept it, please let me, your servant, have two mule loads of earth, for I will no longer offer holocaust or sacrifice to any other God except to the Lord. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Responsorial Psalm. The Lord has revealed to the nations His saving power. The Lord has revealed to the nations His saving power. Sing to the Lord a new song, for He has done wondrous deeds. His right hand has won victory for Him, His holy arm. The Lord has revealed to the nations His saving power. The Lord has made His salvation known. In the sight of the nations He has revealed His justice. He has remembered His kindness and His faithfulness toward the house of Israel. The Lord has revealed to the nations His saving power. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation by our God. Sing joyfully to the Lord, all you lands. Break into song. Sing praise. The Lord has revealed to the nations His saving power. A reading from the second letter of St. Paul to Timothy. Beloved, remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, a descendant of David. Such is my gospel for which I am suffering, even to the point of chains like a criminal. But the word of God is not chained. Therefore I bear with everything for the sake of those who are chosen, so that they too may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus together with eternal glory. The saying is trustworthy. If we have died with him, we shall also live with him. If we persevere, we shall also reign with him. But if we deny him, he will deny us. If we are unfaithful, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. As Jesus continued his journey to Jerusalem, he traveled through Samaria and Galilee. As he was entering a village, ten lepers met him. They stood at a distance from him and raised their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, Go show yourselves to the priests. As they were going, they were cleansed. And one of them, realizing he had been healed, returned, glorifying God in a loud voice. 
and he fell at the feet of Jesus and thanked him. He was a Samaritan. Jesus said in reply, Ten were cleansed, were they not? Where are the other nine? Has none but this foreigner returned to give thanks to God? Then he said to him, Stand up and go. Your faith has saved you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Carla, on this 28th Sunday in Ordinary Time, I want to remind folks that uh, the second Monday of October is Columbus Day. And, uh, you know, really there's been a lot of slandering and misrepresenting of his legacy recently. And so I wanted to share a couple little excerpts from a 2017 article uh, from the Knights of Columbus titled Christopher Columbus and Fake History. And it says some of these things. It says, driven in large part by political correctness and partisan academics and, ac and activists, it's become fashionable in recent years to criticize Christopher Columbus and the holiday named in his honor. A closer look, however, reveals the famed explorer to be a man of faith and courage, not a monster. So some of the background of Christopher Columbus, he was born in Italy. He was a deeply Catholic explorer. He was really wanted to reach the shores of Asia and felt he could do that. So of course, there's a little story about how all that happened. He took off, and 10 weeks later, he did find land. wasn't Asia. <laughs> it was an entirely new continent. Uh, it's known today as the Bahamas area, actually. Uh, but one of the things that happened is that exploration and what he did as an explorer, um, really as the American colonies began to form, you know, our early leaders recognized the Admiral's legacy, and actually Columbia was a name that served uh, as an informal name for what would become the United States of America. So again, his name and what he did in terms of exploration was certainly respected and admired. He was really a confident navigator. He was a great explorer. He was really a faithful missionary as well. And for centuries, he was recognized and lauded for his accomplishments. Uh, but more recently, uh, there have been criticisms primarily charging him with perpetrating acts of genocide, slavery, ecocide, oppression. You can kind of name it there. And certainly some of the uh, people who were with him or came there after him, certainly there were problems as well. But he himself never encouraged that. In fact, he was one who always wanted to have good relations with the, uh, uh, the American Indian or the people in the Bahamas and, and others. And so if anyone would like to really dig into more details on this, there was a book written in 2011, and it says Columbus and the Quest for Jerusalem. And uh, this author, Delaney, explained that Columbus found native peoples to be very intelligent. His relations with them tended to be very benign. He gave strict instructions to the settlers to treat the native people with respect, though some of his men rebelled and disobeyed his orders, particularly during his absences. And of course, unfortunately, disease came and, and did kill somewhere upwards of 90% of native populations, according to some estimates. But he himself fervently desired that it was the duty of every Christian to try and save souls of non-Christians. And I think that that's our Catholic call even today. So please go and look on this. Please read about him. In fact, Pope Francis read or talked about how a disciple of Christ needs to have the virtue of a navigator. And he pointed to the example of Columbus who faced great challenges and showed courage, which is a trait that indicated it was essential to becoming a good missionary. So again, there's such a positive influence of Christopher Columbus. 
Well, moving into our stories today, we read from the book of Kings. Uh, we actually pick up something in the middle of the story, this reading today, don't we, Carla? Yeah, we um, need, would need to go back a few chapters in the book of Kings to get the whole story. And a little bit of that is that we hear about Naaman, and he was a well-liked commander in the army of the king of um, Aram, but he had a big problem. He suffered from leprosy. And a servant girl in Naaman's household told Naaman to go find the prophet Elisha, and he would be cured. So Naaman prepared to make the journey, and it was decided that the best way to do this, uh, to make this happen, would be to kind of take a power play, to have the king of Aram write a letter to the king of Israel asking Naaman to be cured. So when Naaman finally arrived in the land of Israel, he went to the king of Israel and the king of Israel had a minor meltdown because he was thinking that this was some sort of a political posture that would put him in a position that he was going to fail. I mean, I can't cure anybody and just got blown all out of proportion. And what a mess it became. The wasted energy and unnecessary worry when the message from the slave girl was so very simple. Tell Naaman to go find Elisha and he will be cured. It finally got sorted out when Elisha heard what was happening and then he sent word to the king of Israel telling him to send Naaman to him. So Naaman finally ended up going to Elisha and he was then put off because rather than coming in person, Elisha sent one of his servants to meet Naaman with the instructions to go and wash in the Jordan River seven times and that he would be healed. Well, this wasn't at all what Naaman had expected. He had imagined that there would be all kinds of fanfare, you know, kind of a magic show. And he was offended and he took off. He left in a rage. But lucky for Naaman, he had with him some servants who went to talk to him and appeal to his common sense, and they convinced him to follow Elisha's instructions, and he did. And we hear that his flesh then became again like the flesh of a little child. Well, now the story about Naaman's healing, it presents a pretty common depiction of the way in which so many of us approach God with our problems. We go to God, we tell him about our problems, and then we followed up with a detailed instruction list on exactly how God should go about fixing our problems. And when we pray that way, we create for ourselves a predicament very much like the one that Naaman faced because we're not acting in faith. We're just asking God to supercharge our own abilities so that we can bring about the kind of resolution that we envision. It's the reverse of the way that we should be responding, and it sounds kind of like this. Listen, Lord, your servant is speaking. When we bring our troubles to God, we have to also let go of them in that we have to leave the outcome up entirely to God. When we make up our minds that the only acceptable outcome is one that fits comfortably and neatly into our lives, we close the door on the endless possibilities of God. The resolutions that God sends us aren't always easy to accept because they don't always fit the planned outcomes that we might imagine. And like Naaman, at first we might reject and refuse God's help until we finally realize that we don't have any other options. And we decide to take that leap of faith to accept God's direction and in the end be so surprised to find the blessings that he so lovingly sends to us. Yeah, and I want to thank you for sharing that because that, that is not, you mentioned the story, it's a story of so many of us today 
and we have all these preconceived notions about how we want God to fix our problems. Or if we really want a healing, it has to be difficult. It has to be complicated. <laughs> and and I love this, this readings today because it's a follow-on. Last week, if you remember, the theme was faith and trust. And with that faith and trust, you will be healed. You will be cleansed like Naaman. Now, it may be differently than you're expecting, but that simplicity that you talked about and that trust and that faith we talked about last week is so important. We can go ahead and just sanctify a simple act and we can go ahead and receive healing in a very simple way. And, and you know, we discussed last week, we have many friends who are uh, suffering with sicknesses and death and family and things like that. For folks who are surrounding them with love right now, that simple act of even just helping someone might help them heal in a certain way and to bring Christ healing in his presence to those people who very much need it in our society today. So how important that is. So thank you for sharing that. We have with our second reading, this is from St. Paul to Timothy. And I guess I just wanted to really focus on one thing. It says here, if we have died with him, we shall also live with him. It's, it's a beautiful hymn to be faithful in difficult circumstances. And on those readings uh, today, I'd like to point out paragraph 1010 in uh, the Catechism, because we have to remember that the obedience of Christ transformed the curse of death, transformed sacrifice, transformed this, all this hurt that we have into a blessing. It's because Christ himself, Christian death, now has a positive meaning. Um, this is a quote from St. Ignatius that I think really sums it up well. It is better for me to die in Christ Jesus than to reign over the ends of the earth. Him it is that I seek who died for us. Him it is I desire who rose for us. That's How beautiful. important that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, as we see Christ, we see in the gospel today, there were 10 lepers, right, Carla? And, yeah. And they took the first step, right? They all, they all came out and said, have pity on us. There was a simple healing, but we didn't see everyone return in gratitude, did we? <laughs> no. The nine ungrateful men in this gospel, they represent really the majority of the Christians in our world today. Only one, and he was not a, he was not a Jew. He was a Gentile, yes, right? That's, that's right. Yeah. Gentile. Only one recognized that this was God who he'd encountered, and he went back to Jesus because of that. For many people, you know, God is some kind of a faraway, magical, mystical being, and they really have no need for him on a regular daily basis. Not until trouble strikes, and then suddenly they begin to pray. Now, God can use the troubles in our lives to get our attention as a way to, for us to reach out to him, to remind us that we really do need him and we need him every day. And just as with Naaman, we won't be healed. We can't be healed until we break down the barriers that we have built up in our lives that separate us from the grace of God until we go before him with humble and contrite hearts and cry out, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman, produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio. For more information about this show, go to moderndayradio.com. That's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I radio.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.